evil words any attack anything against us our lives our families our our careers our our countries our anything let them be bound I bind them now I destroy them now I bend them to ashes but the blood of Jesus, 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 Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Fire, 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 Fire. I command them to the abyss. Say, God Almighty, you are holy. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are glorious. You are glorious. I love you so much. I love you so much. You are God of Abraham. God of Isaac. God of Jacob. God of Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. I adore you. I adore you. I love you so much. I love you so much. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my savior. You are my savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me. Bless me today. Say Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are the Alpha. You are the Alpha. The Omega. The Omega. The King of Kings. The King of Kings. The Lords of Lords. The Lords of Lords. Wonderful. 
Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Say wonderful Holy Spirit. I surrender to you. I open my heart. I open my spirit. Teach me your word. Reveal to me. You are divine revelations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that where two or three comes together in my name, Jesus Christ said that there I am in their midst. Also tonight, Jesus Christ is here, the Holy Ghost is here, God Almighty is here, angels are here. We are in the presence of God and we will have a privilege to sing unto God tonight. Let us get ready to sing for God tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want everybody to stand right now. Everybody. We, we just want you to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise you. 
Chola Bayate. mercy master and we thank you for your love in the name of Jesus also tonight we'll have a privilege to go through the word of God together and the word of testimony Amen. our testimony read as follows lower back field. There is a man who has testified about the healing power of God in his life. He called the man of God for prayer as he was suffering from a lower back pain. The pain was too much and he could not sit on the chair for a long time. Pastor Robert prayed for him over the phone and the healing power of God touched him. He could feel the pain was no longer there after prayer, but he confirmed the following day that the pain is completely healed. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our announcements are as follows. Every morning at seven, at half past six, from Monday to Friday, we have our morning prayer, which is at 7 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Our midday service starts at 5 to 12. Then we have our evening service, which starts at half past 6 every night. Our midnight prayer starts at 5 to 12. Then we have our weekly prayer and fasting, which is on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. The details of the fasting are shared on our different WhatsApp groups. Amen. Amen. And to those who want to partake, in the blessings of the Lord through tithes and offerings, the banking details are shared on our different WhatsApp groups, on Messenger, as well as on our different Facebook platforms. Amen. Amen. Tonight we will get the word of God from the book of Mark, Mark chapter 7 from verse 32, NIV. Mark 7 from verse 32 reads as follows. There are 
There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephata, which means be open. At this, the man's ears were open. His tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. I will also read Mark chapter 8, verse 1. It says, During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, Amen. Hallelujah. Also tonight, you will have a privilege to go through the Word of God together. You know, in most of um, our services and most of our prayers and most of the activities that we do, I am more concerned about... uh, I am more concerned about our relationship with God. That's what, uh, to me, it's a, uh, it's a bit of, a, of a, what something that I want to achieve, I could say. I want us to achieve. That is actually one of my biggest prayer points or my expectation to all of us so that we can have a strong relationship with God. That's my biggest prayer point for each and every one. More than sometimes for some person to be healed. More than for someone to get a job. My biggest prayer request that I have is for us to have a deep fellowship and a deep relationship with God. A job, it is easy to get. A job is nothing. It's easy to get. Every prayer request is easy for God to answer. But a deep relationship with God, it is what is needed more than anything. No wonder Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33, the Bible said that Jesus said that seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be given to you as well. All these other things will be given to you as well. But what is important is to be able to get that deep relationship with God and maintain it. Maintenance of the deep relationship with God is important. And uh, it is what is profound. It is what is profound. This is what we need. What we need is to be close to with God. 
What we need is to be close to Jesus. Is to be close with the Lord and to be able to maintain our relationship with Him. That is what is profound. But a job, a house, a car, those are the results. But uh, what we ought to do and for ourselves is to be able to maintain our deep relationship with God. Yes, prayer may be work. Spending the time in the presence of God may be work. Fasting may be pricey. Practice the word of God may be pricey. But it cannot be compared with what we gain once we have done those things. Then my biggest prayer point, somebody, sometimes they may say that, Oh, pastor, I'm looking for a job. I'm looking for a job. Pastor, I've got problem. I've got this problem. I've got this problem. I said, hey, what I recommend, I recommend you join the live services. I'm not trying to say, okay, join the live service. After joining the live service, you are going to get a job. Yes, that might happen and that can happen and that will happen. But I say that if you have the deep relationship with God, 90% of your problems are solved. If you can be able to maintain the prayers that have been made, made there, if you can be able to maintain the, and uh, the source of the word of God, 90, 90% of the problem that an ordinary person is going to face, you will have defeated them. But to them, the problem will be this person, if they are just focused, I'm looking for a job. My, my, I'm here in this service only for a job. Okay, not a problem, you're going to get a job. So what after the job? Anyway, we're just passing through that. Let us go through the word of God of tonight together. Um, let us pass through the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse number 32. Mark chapter 7, verse number 32. The Bible says that there's some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. And they begged Jesus to place his hands on him. Verse number 33. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, and Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears, and spit and touched the man's tongues, and he looked down up to heaven with a deep sigh, and said to him, A father, which means be opened. Verse number 35. At this the man's ear opened, and his tongue was loosed, and he began to speak openly. The Bible is talking about this one day. We have gone through this day. We have gone through this event. The Bible says that, you know, they brought to Jesus this man, this man, the Bible said that he was deaf and he could hardly talk. And the Bible said that they begged Jesus Christ to place his hands on him. I want to tell you something. First of all, the reason why they took this man who was, um, who was deaf 
and deaf and who can have hardly talk to Jesus Christ. And actually ask Jesus Christ to place his hands upon this man. It is because they have seen some and they have they have seen some miracles that Jesus Christ have performed. I don't believe that they only hear these people, these kind of people. Maybe they could have had other testimonies. But most of all, I believe they have seen Jesus Christ performing other miracles. And when they have seen Jesus Christ performing other miracles and heard about what he have done before, Maybe you could even say that maybe somebody referred them to Jesus and said, no, you know, um, this man also could, his deaf ear could uh, open. I know I have seen Jesus one day, he placed his hands on somebody who is sick and the deaf ear opened. And that's what exactly that they, what they did. The Bible said that they begged Jesus Christ to do the same, to place his hands. Upon the sick, upon this man who was uh, who was da- deaf and who could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hands upon him. Hallelujah. I don't know whether these people understand what Amen. happens. What happens when Jesus Christ places his hands? upon him. I don't know whether they understand. Because do you understand the process of laying of hands? What happens when somebody when when somebody lays hands? It's a process of transferring power. It's a process of transferring anointing. Hallelujah. When we talk about laying of hands, laying of hands is not just mere laying of hands. People don't understand that. Then these people also, I don't think they understand. They just know they saw Jesus Christ laying hands, and when they lay hands, when he laid hands, the sick were healed. And he did the same. And the Bible says, I, I, I want you to see something. Can we pass through also to the book of um, Mark, Mark chapter 16? Can you go to the book of Mark chapter 16? I want to show you something there. Mark chapter 16. Um, Let us read it from verse number... um, I like it from verse number 15. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that... He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But um, whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the people, on the sick people, and they will get well. 
Okay, I want you to, to see this last portion of verse number 18. We're reading it from verse number 15 because we love it. It's so wonderful. But uh, the last portion of it says that they will place their hands on the sick people and the sick people will get well. Okay, I want you to understand, want you to understand what happens on the, when you talk about the laying of hands. The laying of hands, when you are born again, when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, the Holy Spirit is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. You receive the Holy Spirit, the one who is in you, the one who dwells in you. The one who the Bible says that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 16, the Bible says that, don't you know that um, you yourself, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit lives in you. And the Bible says that in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse number 8, the Bible says that you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the ends of the earth. Then that power of the Spirit of God, the one in you, the one on you, as a child of God who is a believer of Christ, that power of the Holy Spirit is in you, in you, in your spirit, on you, on you, as the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that when you lay the hands, that anointing moves. That power of the Holy Spirit also moves. That's what happens. Then this one, these people, you know, they were just saying that uh, they were, let us take, they beg Jesus Christ to place his hands on this, on this, um, on this person who was the man who was deaf. But uh, in reality, what that's what happened. Well, the process of laying of hands is a process of releasing power. Power when that power move is the power that heals. It's the power that heals. We have been talking about it even several days ago about when the anointing, which is the power of the Holy Spirit, that it needs to be, it needs to be connected with faith in order to do what it is being released to do. I want you to get that. That anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit, it needs faith in order to fulfill what uh, it is released to do. And the Bible says that after he took him aside, away from the crowd. You see, Jesus Christ now, he wanted to use his own faith in order to heal this man who was deaf and dumb. He took him aside. Uh, um, it's not the first time when Jesus Christ was doing this. If you remember, the Bible talks about um, one day when Jesus Christ arrived at Jairus' house. The Bible said that at Jairus' house this time, it was the time that uh, the Jairus' daughter was dead. And the Bible said that when he arrived there, people were crying. And Jesus Christ, when he arrived there, when people were crying, Jesus said that, you know, 
Why are you crying the dog? This girl is not dead but asleep. And the Bible said that people were inside, they begin to laugh. Because they knew that the child of Jairus was not sick anymore. The child of Jairus is dead. But the Bible said that Jesus said that no. Okay. He drive everybody out with their unbelief. Because he wanted to use the anointing and with faith. Everybody who was laughing, everybody who was crying, he took them out. And he makes sure that he enters alone. He didn't enter alone. The Bible said he entered with Peter, James, and John. He entered the house of Jairus with three people. Peter, James, and John with the mother of the child and with the father of the child. Then you see, the reason why Jesus Christ was removing other people, he realized that these ones are spectators. Uh, he realized that these ones are spectators. These ones are spectators and these are the people without expectation and these are the people who are going to distract what, what needs to happen. They, they were not having faith. Then the Bible says, he chased out all those spectators. I want to tell you that, you know, there's a place where we call a place where there is an atmosphere which is conducive for a miracle. A conducive atmosphere for the miracle is when you have got people, you know, who are agreeing with you, who are expecting what you're about to pray about. That atmosphere is a conducive atmosphere of a miracle. Not spectators, not the crowd. That's why Jesus Christ, the Bible said, He wants to open this deaf ear. He wants to open the door, to lose the tongue and to open the deaf ear. But what does Jesus Christ do? He, he, he go away from the crowd, from the spectators. Because in the crowd, sometimes in the crowd, there are Pharisees. Sometimes in the crowd, they are teachers of the law. People who does not want to see what you are about to do. People who does not want the deaf ear to open. People who doesn't want the dumb, the, tongue, the tongue to be loose. Mm. That's why he is leaving the crowd. Sometimes when you are looking for a certain miracle, sometimes when you want some certain things to happen, you go away out of the crowd. Out of the people who are spectators. You gather, you must gather yourself with the people who are expecting something to happen and who are agreeing with you. It's when you are about to perform a certain miracle. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. As you are doing this, you are building an atmosphere of a miracle. You are not entering with anybody. That Jesus Christ, he, he does not enter the house of Jairus with anybody. 
The Bible says he drove everybody who was crying. He drove everybody who was who was laughing, and he entered with Peter, James, and John. The reason why he's going with Peter, James, and John, he knew that these people have seen so many miracles that he had performed. To Peter, to James, to John, this was not the first miracle that Jesus Christ has performed. They have seen lots of signs and wonders that Jesus Christ has performed. And when they're going into the house of Jairus, they are not going to say that, uh -uh. they are not going to say that today Jesus uh, will see that this child is really dead. No! Jesus knows that when Peter will be there, James will be there, John will be there, he will be saying, joining this faith with the master. He will be saying that indeed, hey, God whom I have seen when he raised Lazarus, ah, ah, even this child is going to come back to life. Peter, James, and John is going to see, say that God whom I have seen when my master performed so many miracles, even walking on top of water will raise this daughter from the dead. He, they are coming with an attitude of agreement. They are not coming with an attitude to oppose with what Jesus Christ is about to do. I've told you, child of God, sometimes when you want to perform certain miracles, you need atmosphere, you need people who will agree with you. You need people who will, who sometimes, who, who, who know some stuff that God have done before, who are expecting God to do this again. An attitude of agreement and of faith. And attitude people who, that's why he was entering specifically with Peter, James, and John. And this day, in order to create an atmosphere, the Bible said that he took this man away from the crowd. This is verse number 33 of Mark chapter 7. After he took him aside, away from the crowd. And it's not the first time. The Bible said that also this other time there were some men also who was uh, the, a man who was deaf also. This one I think he was blind. The Bible said that Jesus Christ, he took him away from the crowd. When he took him away from the crowd, he prayed for him. When he prayed for him away from the crowd, the Bible said that after or say, open your eyes, try to look around, so that I'd see people like a tree. And he pray again until the man could see people straight. But Jesus Christ was trying to get an atmosphere which is not contaminated. An atmosphere where he applies fully his faith. That is very, very much important. And the Bible says that he, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears and spit and touched the man's tongue. 
Let me, I want to tell you this. You know, sometimes Jesus Christ, which is most of the cases when you want to perform a miracle, He doesn't even touch a person. He speaks a word. He just speaks a word. Like in case of Bartimaeus, the Bible says that, you know, as Jesus Christ was walking and there was uh, with the crowd, there was this man who was blind by the name of Bartimaeus. And the Bible said that Bartimaeus, when he heard that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is passing by, he began to shout, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. The people, they were like, Bartimaeus, shut up. Bartimaeus, you are making noise. But Bartimaeus, the Bible said that he kept on shouting. As he kept on shouting, Jesus Christ heard him and he stopped and said, bring the blind man towards me. And he asked the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? And the Bible said that the blind man said that I want to see again. And Jesus Christ spoke a word. Begin to see. Immediately the blind eyes open. But in a certain instances, when he wanted to perform certain miracles, there was a time he did not speak a word. He touched. He let the anointing flow. And actually, it is not only that. The Bible talks about one day he went to his hometown. As he went to his hometown, the Bible said that as he was on his own hometown, the Bible said that he could sense that lot of unbelief. A lot of people who were not believing what he wanted to do. People were not expecting a miracle. And the Bible said he wanted to perform a miracle. But he could not perform any mighty miracle except to lay his hands among the few people. And they were healed. I want to tell you this. Jesus Christ that day wanted to perform many miracles. But you realize that the people's hearts were not open. They were not receiving what he was trying to give them. They were not expecting to receive a miracle. Because the Bible said that they took offense at him. Then what did he do? He take his hands and laid upon the fuel. So that anointing cannot be resisted. It can enter their body and begin to work. Then that's why this, on also in this, uh, on this, uh, on this man, the Bible said that Jesus Christ, he put his fingers on the man's ear. You can see how the Lord wanted this miracle and he wanted to help this man. And the Bible said that he even spit and touched the man's tongue. You see, he's doing the act. He's transferring. He's making sure that anointing touches where it needed to touch. Yes, sometimes, you know, when you go, I remember when you go to the hospital to pray for the sick. Sometimes I will stand just in the ward. The whole ward, the whole ward full of the sick people. And just point at them, point at them, point at them, point at them. And anointing touches them. And they stand from their beds and they are healed. But sometimes you look at them and you sense, okay, many people who are there, these people who are here, some of them are visiting. You are preaching, they are even distracting. 
you are preaching there, even taking what you're doing for granted. Then you will go to some few and you want to some few people and you want to help this person. And sometimes you will hold that person by the hand and they will come out of their bed. Sometimes you will have to touch them to make sure that anointing moves and touches them. It is the way to transfer the anointing to make sure that it do what you want it to do. Then that's why Jesus Christ, he was touching the ears, he was touching the tongue. And the Bible says that in verse number 34, he looked up to heaven with a deep sign. He said to him, Ephata, which means be opened. Oh, parabason talabahaki. Be opened. Be opened. With a deep sign. Oh, I, it's like I can see this miracle when it was taking place. He said, be opened. And the Bible said that, okay, let us read verse number 35. The Bible said that at this the man's ear were open and the tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Then, you know, when he says that a father be open, what means what he was doing there? Of course, he was losing. Sometimes, some of these people, especially most of the people who are sick, there is a one spirit of another binding them. Sometimes the spirit of deaf and dumb. It's a spirit. Of course, when you talk about a spirit, sometimes when you're talking about the spirit, that means there are different kinds of spirits which cause different kinds of sicknesses in different people. It doesn't mean when somebody is having certain sicknesses, it's also the spirit of death and doubt. No, it depends on the problem. Also, Jesus Christ, he was rebuking that spirit and losing the tongue, losing the ear, and this man was set free. Hallelujah. Amen. Also this evening, I don't know what spirit holding you captive, binding your things, blocking your things. But we are, we are saying tonight, whatever sitting on your things, we are saying be broken. We are saying be broken. Let it leave our everything in Jesus' name. I Amen. said our everything be free in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, you see, I, I, I want, I'm sure you are getting something there. It doesn't mean everything just needs to be, be open. Sometimes be free, me. Be free. You are breaking that yoke. Be free. You are breaking that yoke. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. The Bible says that anointing breaks the yoke. Anointing breaks the yoke. Yeah. Most of the time, the spirits, whatever spirit, it, 
Whatever spirit causing problem to somebody's life, may it be sicknesses, may it be problems, may it be attack, it grapes, whatever it is. It is like if you have seen ticks. Ticks may be in the dog, may it be in the goat. You know, those who understand farming, they say that they, they, they pour an oil to where there are ticks in order for those ticks to fall off. So also when the Spirit of God and anointing of God goes, anointing is like an oil. That anointing, when it breaks the yoke, that Spirit which was holding, it left, it leaps. So that what happened to this man? When Jesus Christ said, be open, and when the anointing touched the tongue, anointing touched the ear, the man's, this man was loose. I'm saying to us tonight, doesn't matter what is holding your everything. Whatever holding your career, whatever holding your health, whatever holding your anything. I say this evening, let it be loosed in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, let them be loosed in Jesus' name. Amen. Every yoke, every spell, every curse, let it be broken in Jesus' name. Let the anointing touch and break wherever they need to be a breakage in Jesus' name. As this man's tongue was loose and begin to speak plainly, let everything now begin to be smooth and begin to turn to a normal in every sector of our life in Jesus' name. Amen. Let there be a sign that your finances are loose. Your blessings are loose. Your marriage is loose. Your business is loose. Our everything is loose in Jesus' name. Amen. There will be a sign as this man spake, spoke plainly. Also, our things shall be smooth. Your progress, your prosperity, it won't be with it. There won't be any struggle in Jesus' name. Because sometimes, I want to tell you this. Spirits are not only used to cause sicknesses. Sometimes spirits are not are caused to cause problems to situations. Sometimes spirits sit on documents. Sometimes spirits influence people's careers. But when the anointing, everything that belongs to you is connected with the anointing, demons can't stick to it. Our everything is fire rising in Jesus' name. Uh, because of time, wherever you are, begin to pray, begin to pray, allowing the Spirit of God to flow, anointing to touch your everything, anointing to sanitize.
to sanitize your family, to sanitize your career, to sanitize. Is the eh, when it the anointing when it is sanitizing is gonna be breaking the yoke. It's gonna be blessing. It's gonna be taking the grip of Satan away. Wherever you are, begin to pray and thanking God, allowing the Spirit of God to flow, to touch, to deliver, to bless in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. to the abyss. Say anything which is not of God. In my life. In my body. In my career. In our countries, in our anything, in our catch fire now, catch fire now, catch fire now. I command them. Come out. 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 Come out.
I command them to the abyss. I command them to the abyss. Say, let there be miracle jobs. Let there be miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Miracle testimonies. I command. I command everything to turn around for my good. Everything to turn around for my good. Say, let there be progress. Let there be progress in my life. In my family. In our countries. In our countries. In every sector of my life. In every sector of my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There may be someone who wants to renew their vows, who wants to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my you are my Lord. You are my savior. You are my you are my yeah. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Protect me. Protect me from today. With your power of the Holy Spirit. From today, I am born again. I am saved in the name of Jesus. I am saved in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, uh, congratulations. Uh, do I have Rotondwa here? Rotondwa again, Rotondwa. Oh, she's not here. She wanted to be prayed for, and I wanted to pray for her now. Uh, anyway. Anyway, uh, tomorrow morning, of course, at 7 o'clock, we're going to be having our morning service. Let us get ready for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus the love of God the love of God the fellowship of the Holy Spirit the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all be with us all surely goodness and love Shall follow me. Shall follow me. All the days of my life. All the days And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I will In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to say to you, to us tonight, to you tonight, have a blessed and a wonderful night in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.